Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. So weirdly, even though there is nothing left, sounds like another one of Liz's Debbie Downer phrases. Apparently I have a multitude of them now. (laughs) Actually, for me, there is nothing left is very hopeful because it's like you're done. You're done. That's nice. And I think actually, you know, in the last episode, we were really talking about how like it feels like it's forever. But I think you do get to a point when you are done. You definitely do. I mean, you, you really do. And it's not the carrot and it's not the promise or an empty promise. But there, and you can attest to the fact that you do get to a point where you are done. There is literally nothing left. I mean, let's be fair. In the world of self-help and self-care and, you know, spiritual hack, you know, 101 to 501, you could start mining shit, but that doesn't have to be the case. And also, if you do have one more piece, it'll come out when it's time to come out. That's precisely it. But what people do is they use that as a crutch to keep from actually living and also they can continue to excuse their shitty behavior yeah if you don't want to take responsibility for yourself it's easy to blame a part of your shit right it it can go either way what i see in people it's really because they just want to remain in that powerless state because they are not ready to take full responsibility so by addressing this this is my way of showing myself responsibility because i'm just going to keep fixing myself but again just as much as we're a work in progress at some point we're we're strong enough the motor's running like the the engine can go we're, we're we baked. can live it's also an identity in some ways and i'm <laughs> yes. not talking about it from like even like more of an ego place it's like when you've lived in a world and all you've ever known is pain mm-hmm. right because okay you didn't from like ages i don't know zero to like nine months but like eventually very quickly we we start separating ourselves we start separating ourselves from our parents we start separating ourselves from our friends we start yeah. separating ourselves from our family society school exactly. goes on and on and on yeah. and on we and just on. we have all these experiences that just highlight our separation yeah yeah all mm-hmm. over and over and over again yeah you can't be who you are apart from like you know like there's like five people who are like my parents told me i could be whoever i wanted to be and <laughs> somehow all my friends seem to echo that back to me too you know i'd like to meet one of them but possible but effectively what happens is it becomes the only world you know. Yeah. And sometimes the scariest thing is to actually accept that there's a different one now that you can be in. Yeah. Right? There is that you can create that you can, yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean if you wanna yeah. But like <laughs> we, we talked about faith and practicing and living that. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the eyes rolled back. <laughs> <laughs> but it's more but yeah, yes, you're not wrong. But it's more just the simple of when if I'm not working on myself, if I'm not trying to heal if I'm not getting rewarded for my healing from myself with like a nice experience at at the end of it if I'm not still in school Mm -hmm. if I'm not still at university like I was a perpetual student I wanted to go back and get like at one point my dad said like we can literally wallpaper your room with the degrees that you have you know like (laughs) I fucking loved it because yeah who am I if I'm not learning Mm. am I really an adult yeah and what does that mean Mm -hmm. if I really can only act in integrity and when I do I'm in flow and my life unfolds in front of me and so I'm not having to constantly look at myself and be like oh what's wrong and oh it's because I hold shame around the size of my ass or oh this or oh that what does that mean for me Mm. how responsible am I and can I do I even know what that looks like Mm -hmm. and that uncertainty of stepping into a new world is really like 
we naturally want to look back and bring some of our shit with us. I definitely found this in me, but I was in different types of relationships with a whole host of different types of people. But somehow I was still superimposing my old experiences onto them because not to heal anything, it was healed, but to almost be in the familiar yeah, and be a familiar person to myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. When we consider what it means to close out our 3D lives, we're just afraid we're pretty much leaving it all behind and erasing everything, right? Yeah. Right down to the... Super dying. Yeah. Right down to all the relationships. Which is not true. No, it's not. It's just the, the memories we hold, the pain memories, end up finding a different place. So then we get to keep the sweet memories and the pain memories can still be there, but they just don't trigger us. Yeah. Right? They just don't hold the same emotional, emotional charge, yeah. charge. Exactly. Mm. Just throw my words back at me. No, no, I <laughs> you're like, Liz, I already know what you're saying. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I'm not saying yeah. your words for me. <laughs> let me just... Let me just... <laughs> so we're at in our relationship. We're just going to finish each other's sentences. I, I prefer not. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it doesn't have... Like, it's like, yeah, that happened, but it's not making me feel not good enough. I just... It is right. what it was. And that just... Was. Exactly. Is that also because you don't have shame attached to it anymore? Is that what the emotional charge is? Oh my God, this is caffeinated, Rhea. That's what I'm actually seeing. I'm like, wait, this is caffeinated, Rhea. Okay, here we go. I need to like... Yeah, that's what I was saying. We'll get it we'll get through it faster. Okay, sorry. I'm no, genuinely asking. Ask the question again because caffeinated me is like buzzy and not focused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here we go. I was saying, is that what the shame is? It can be, but not necessarily. Okay, fine. No, the emotional yeah. charge I was saying is that shame. No, not necessarily. Okay, that could just that could just okay. be our trauma and our yeah. not good enough stuff. Yeah, but actually, that's cool because then you end up living from a place that isn't informed by your pain and your shit and your trauma. Exactly. Unless you're bringing it in on purpose, which then I challenge you to be like, why are you scared of the uncertainty? Right. Precisely. And those who do that generally, they just keep digging up the past, digging up the past to explain their behavior. What are the things you need to be able to move away from that past, apart from like? karma, ego, fear, etc. I'm talking about the more practical steps of I am out of all those things now and the possibility for me living a healed, joyful life is in front of me. But for some reason, I'm not doing it because I keep trying to bring my past into mm. my future. Mm-hmm. What are some tangible advice, steps, guidelines, whatever that can help inspire and motivate people to try something different? Okay, so I'm going to throw out the one word that we have used a bit, not a lot in this season, but we use it a lot, like all the time. Like, in, we use it a lot in other places. I'm so sorry. This is like a big lead up to like. No, compassion. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. I'm only going to just address it for about not even 30 seconds. Okay. You have to start with compassion for yourself, first of all, that you even help them. Because the reason why we keep recycling it is because we're not in compassion. We're not in step with those experiences or that particular experience or that person who came in and just broke our hearts. Whatever it is and whatever those moments were, those were the heartbreaking moments. And usually what keeps us recycling through is we cannot deal with the heartbreak. Okay. Yeah. Now, say you heal the heartbreak, and we have enough seasons to talk about the heartbreaking moments and how difficult things were and trauma, pain, shame, all of that, right? Sometimes then we find ourselves in this kind of in-between, the spiritual purgatory. And that's where a lot of people are ending up. When we are dealing with the death and destruction of our lives, right, we have brought about our own heartbreak. And sometimes it's really difficult to accept that responsibility, And so we can't be in compassion with ourselves. And so 
we keep going back because we keep somehow assigning blame. Even if we can recognize, I still made the choice. And yet we're still kind of punishing ourselves, right? Yeah, yeah. And again, that's not shame. That's just the, I'm not fully accepting my role. I can to a degree, but not fully. So how do we do that? Well, a lot of us, again, we just, we end up remaining in the spiritual purgatory, that in-between place, because we're not really moving forward, right? It's kind of like the, you know, one step forward, two steps back place. But this year is actually the critical year to really move us out of that in-between. If we can't, we're really going to remain stuck and well into another year or two. I mean, this is the energy where, again, this is the truth energy we're having to face. And that pushes us toward our integrity. And if we can't own that truth, the true, the full truth of who we are, we will remain out of integrity. Yeah. So. So when I look at, for example, my relation, my humongous lesson. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a part of me that's unable to own what happened to me even now. Mm. Like I still cringe at it. I can see myself in compassion. I didn't know any better. I thought this was love. Yeah, blah, blah. But I don't <laughs> Compassion's know what to, blah, blah. But I don't know what to do apart from that. It's enough. It's enough because you've acknowledged the story. You've worked through the story. And I don't just mean mentally, but you've processed and you've processed. I mean, you've recognized the root of it. And you're still moving forward because you're also acknowledging that whatever happens, whatever comes, I'll be able to deal with it. So if it is like that piece of shame that's going to, come right up in my face, I'll know exactly what to do and sit with it. Yeah. Even if it means going dark, which it probably shouldn't because you already did. But I mean, as you said, there was a relationship that was the root cause of that shame, which then got acted out or played out in other relationships. And then you look back, you know, then somebody came into your life, brought it to the surface, you dealt with it. Is it informing everything else that you do? Not necessarily. Not anymore. Not anymore. Because I was resolved to act differently. I just haven't exactly. maybe had an opportunity to try it out yet. Exactly. And that's really what's important is there are enough people, and that's the purgatory, that in between is they become paralyzed. I don't want to try another relationship because I suspect it's going to be the same thing. Instead of actually, I want to try another relationship and see if I can be different. Yeah. Or see if it will be different. And if not, maybe I'll process it differently. You're, you're not going to necessarily know that you're done with the piece. Agreed. Right? Until the next person comes. Yeah. If you experience it through a relationship. It could be the next job. It could be anything, right? But in many cases, it's the next relationship. Can you have enough faith in yourself that whatever comes from that next step, you will deal with it? Because I guess if this, if there's, like, say, a residual shame on something and you're like, okay, this is the this is the moment, this is why it's been happening in every other relationship, and now they're all in my face at the same time, and I can see it, mm -hmm. and I've faced it, and I face the core of it, which is, you know, I didn't think I was good enough, mm -hmm. right? Or whatever, yeah. uh, in whatever body. Mm -hmm. Then actually now I'm like, all right, well, next time I'm going to remember this. I've faced it. I really like looked at it in all angles that I could possibly in this moment. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to really try and remember yeah, to not, you know, to try and to flip it. As it were. To flip it or, you know, maybe just to not project it onto the yeah. other person. Who knows? Yeah. Or just remember. Who knows? I mean, and just then, fucking live your life. Yeah. You know? Don't do the, you know. But just, it'll crop up when you remember it. But exactly. it could be that I noticed that it starts happening again in a different way. So I was like, okay, that's a different layer to look at. Or I could notice that actually it doesn't happen at all. Exactly. Okay. So maybe yeah. I actually did, maybe it's done. Yeah. And actually what's interesting is when you start living in a way where it is done, because you're in this new experience, this new relationship, this new whatever, where actually that piece has been held, 
looked at, compassioned with, etc. It kind of then blah blah. Yeah, the blah blah. It kind of then doesn't inform your decisions anymore. Exactly. And therefore it's just it's done. Because you could, I mean, you, you're powerful enough to create your own reality. If you're doing all that navel gazing, you're going to start looking for evidence of everything that you're thinking of Mm -hmm. all that, you know, of that entire minefield that you pass through to justify having gone through in the first place. Yeah. Right. And then that just keeps you locked in the loop. When actually it's like, okay, well, I've done that now because, and I don't want to do it again. No. So let's try and do something differently. Exactly. Because at some point it will be different. And that's the thing. Like now when I look at, for example, every choice I make, I know I've made it. Mm-hmm. I make it consciously. I have no regrets. Yeah. I can't. No. And as I said, I, I have faith in those choices. Mm-hmm. So I have, so I, I know it'll lead to something. So I feel kind of like all you can do is really acknowledge mm-hmm. what you're going through because then you know there's the reason. And if you don't get the reason, then... Well, that's the shame. Mm-hmm. See how I wordplayed there? <laughs> Get into it. The thing is, is that when I used to hear about this, and I used to think, oh, you mean we're going to like blank slate my life and create all this space. I really imagined like barren wasteland. Yeah. Like, I didn't imagine anything else. And actually now what I'm seeing is it's really not that. It's just there's no, there's no pain left. Mm-hmm. That's it. Which creates a good amount of space, which is another thing people fear when they hear creating yeah. space in your life. You're like... Is it just going to be me? Party? No, but that's not what we mean. When, when there's, there's no pain left, it actually means that there's space for you to enjoy the experience as it is. Yeah. So like, you know, if I'm in a room with my friends, I'm not, half my brain isn't how I can mitigate other pieces of pain. I'm, al- I'm allowing myself to be present. So the space, it isn't spaced like as in like nothing. It's space as in like, I can be present in whatever I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, for me anyway, that's kind of how I feel it comes up a lot I really have it's not that I'm just sitting around doing jack shit if anything I'm more busy but I just am more present in whatever I'm doing Mm -hmm. and it's not always about because I mean I definitely remember this and it's not something I you know sometimes I still experience it like if I'm something's bothering me or if I'm learning something or if I'm missing something it becomes all encompassing and it bleeds onto everything that I do in every single way Mm -hmm. so from actually having the space to enjoy a podcast recording Three quarters of me is stressing about something else and tying me up in knots. Instead of enjoying a night out with friends, three quarters of me is looking at my phone or, you Mm. know, trying to plan for the next whatever. Yeah. And so I feel like actually all we're doing is just allowing ourselves to be more in the now rather than in the past where the pain resides or in the future where we think more pain will come. Mm Mm-hmm. And the more now moments you have where you're present and you're actually happy, the more happiness becomes your baseline. Yeah. But if 2023, as you were saying, is about coming out of that purgatory, mm-hmm. then what are the things that we're going to need for 5D? Or what are the things that we need for 5D in general? The five things we need for 5D. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just love her. <laughs> they love their numbers and they love their like whatever <laughs> their catchy little like five things you need for 5d mm. and it, you know it's interesting because they gave it in this very specific order okay and so the words came to me out of order but i could not write them like that okay the first one's trust and all its pillars no it's trust specifically okay. otherwise i would have written the four pillars of trust okay fine it's trust oh, everything's for your highest good and highest good is like yay oh thank you yeah. 
Sorry, I didn't understand what you meant. I totally drew a blank. Yeah. And everything <laughs> with your highest good is like, we're not talking about like, it hurts for you to make you better, highest good. We're talking about yeah. like, literally you are at your highest vibration and you're like, so good. Yeah. Like happy good. Like it's like, it's like, it's like. Oh yeah, that's right. That everything happens for our highest good. Yeah. Because everything is all meant, it's meant to move us along toward our fate. Yeah. And yeah. like, it's all like, I mean, when you say fate, it's not like. No, no, no. It's like it's like just basically our happiest expression, our most blissful expression. Most Hence the B, expression. the B in our name, eh? Yeah. I like how you have to disqualify everything I say. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, and I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever, <laughs> fine. Some people will understand it like you say it, and some, and they'll be like, oh god, why does Ray keep diminishing it? And some no, people will be like, oh, thank people... God, Ray has explained what that means. Like it'll just be different strokes for different folks, eh? Fair. The second one is love. Oh, my fave. Yeah. We're just shining our light for everyone to see, right? Especially ourselves. Yes. Back to our divine expression. Okay. Is that what love is, our divine expression? Yeah, is that a definition for it? And, yeah. So the third one is resilience. And that word has just crept in the past few, sometime this season, right? I mean, it's not something we've ever really shared before, but resilience will be very necessary. It's like, can I really hold true to my faith? Can I be able to maintain my integrity? When it's easier not to. Much easier. But it feels more icky. Exactly. And compassion, which we know and we've been banging on about, but that's being in step with ourselves and thus others. Mm. Yeah. Which is just knowing I couldn't have done anything differently. No, and neither can they. they can, they're doing the best they can. Aww. Yeah. I've never really felt that before today. <laughs> Really? Am I becoming less self-centered? Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Every day, right? And the fifth one's tolerance, which I think um, appeared in the last season, the, I think our previous season, but it is one of the essential values of 5D. Is that kind of because it underpins the I-thou situation? Yes. So, but like, how long is it going to take for people to get all those five? Because I feel it took me like forever. They were saying, so effectively, we pretty much need to have these wired in by the end of 2023. I mean, this episode comes out in March, right? So we pretty much have the year to wire this in. So we're just going to be confronting challenges and opportunities and experiences in order to really get us to get these five wired in enough into our being that that is how we respond to or act in our everyday lives. Now, most, especially if you're listening to this podcast, will have it to some degree or another. All five. To some degree or another. It could be minimal, but they have the capacity Maybe they've experienced it for two seconds. But either way, it's there. Any divine being has it, right? It's just whether or not they've had the opportunity to express it. But we really do need to kind of up the ante. And we need to be able to have more and more opportunities to become bigger beings. And so in order to become bigger sort of 5D beings or beings who are capable of so much more than they realize, we really do need to have all five. These and things really take time, but in order to wire them in, that just and it, because it takes time, and because it comes so natural, right? It has to come organically, right? We can't just sort of force or think our way into. I'll just be a more resilient person. We need like karma. We need these growth opportunities, and so that's what twenty twenty three is. They're like really personal growth opportunities, mm. and if we take them, like as we said in a previous episode, was. 2023 is going to be one of those we experience it in the sort of micro levels with one another in different relationships, but it's not going to be so in our faces. Mm. So we really have to be a bit more in tune with ourselves to figure out, oh, that made me feel icky. So we just need to be able to practice and we practice by being able to apply and sort of 
get where we are at reflected back to us. Mm. Like that's how we know. And, and by the way, I just, you know, to add like stubbornness is not resilience because I'm extremely stubborn <laughs> and it, I can't say that that's made me resilient because resilience for me and my definition, you surely correct me when I am wrong, is that I can stay true to my faith. Mm. Okay. So resilience, thank you, Rhea, for getting us to define it. Resilience is a bit like faith, but it's not. It's the ability to stand in our light no matter the consequences. And tolerance. I was a massive people pleaser, <laughs> right? And I give a lot of benefits of the doubts to everyone left, right, and center. So clearly that's not what it means. For today, tolerance is understood to be the ability to live in harmony with others without judgment, bias, or anger. But okay, that makes sense. So that the more practice we get, the further along in our evolution. Because actually, if you do it yeah. consciously, I'm like, all right this, whatever, this triggered me, or where did I fall out of integrity, or, you know, whatever, or I'm just enjoy yippee da doo da mm-hmm. then, but effectively what you're doing over and over again is giving yourself permission to get happy, mm-hmm. to be happy, yeah. because you're allowing yourself to be present in those moments of happiness without saying, oh, now life is going to bitch slap me in the face. Mm-hmm. You know, you're allowing yourself to be free, because the more you you are free, the more freedom becomes natural. You're allowing yourself to have fun, whatever that fun is, then you're allowing yourself, fun becomes natural. You know, you're allowing yourself to discover what brings you joy mm-hmm. so you can do more of it yeah. so that it kind of fills all your life. Because, And effectively, all those things I just listed is you're allowing yourself just to live. Mm-hmm. And once you live, these things, in my experience, naturally kind of come. Like, there's no point looking for the learning. There's no point searching or forcing it because you'll never, I mean, I can tell you this from like so much experience. And, you know, I'm really coming from a place where like literally looking at my shit and then looking, trying to learn from my shit and then explaining how I did that and then trying to teach other people to do it has made me quite shit centric, mm-hmm. right? Constantly for the lookout for my mind and other people's and doubts and insecurities. Mm. How, where am I going next? Right. Okay. But no matter how much I've tried to force the learning when it's not time, it's just not time. You are not wrong about that. And the thing is, is that actually when we try and force it, what we end up doing is we end up staying stuck in it for longer than necessary because we're starting it earlier. Mm -hmm. When actually, if you just allow your life to flow, when the issue comes up and you face it head on, you deal with it, you move on from it. That whole thing can last about 45 seconds. But if you're going to start looking for it like weeks ahead, then all you end up doing is you end up waiting for it, which means it's existed the Mm -hmm. whole time you've been waiting for it as well as in that moment. And because like in the last episode, we're saying you don't know who you're going to be. Actually, whatever you're waiting for, it normally doesn't end up, whatever the learning is, it's never what you thought it was, never. And it's never in the way in which you think it's going to come. So you actually, not only just wasting your time, but you're perpetuating your unhappiness. So if you can just live consciously, go for the fun, follow the joy, be free, have fun. And actually just be like, you know what? The more I live in this state, the more that state will become natural. And yes, if anything comes up, it'll come up and it'll deal with it. But more than that, the more that natural state means that there is nothing uncertain about mm-hmm. 5D. Yeah. Because I've naturally gone into it and it feels right. Well, because I've allowed it to come through me. Yeah. And, and like you said, you, you can't be preemptive about your healing. You can't be pre- preemptive about this process. You know, you can call all the shit to you thinking you'll burn through it faster. And in the end, it's still going to take just as long, if not longer. So go and be free. Give yourself permission to live and have fun because it's going to come. 
whether you look for it or not. And and that's not a threat. It's just a fact. No. And also, it might not if you've done with it. Mm. So why don't you also allow the space for no shit to come? Mm. That's a possibility too. Yeah. And the more we live in that possibility, the more there is really nothing left. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.